Hello, welcome to another episode of the Guardian ID Podcast. This is Zach Martin, editor of the Guardian ID Magazine. Recently, we had the chance to speak with Maine State Senator Phil Bartlett about the state's reaction to the Real ID Act. During our conversation, the Senator mentioned that 9-11 terrorists had obtained U.S. passports and used those to obtain other types of identification. We were unable to confirm this and just wanted to make a note of it. Please enjoy the rest of our conversation. Thanks. Today we're talking to Maine Senator Phil Bartlett about the Real ID Act of 2005. Welcome, Senator. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, Senator, I know you've been involved with the debate on Real ID. Um, could you give our listeners a timeline of what's been going on with Maine and the Real ID Act of 2005? Yeah, I mean, originally we, when we came into the legislature in 2005, there were a lot of us who were very concerned about uh, the Real ID, the federal requirements, the cost to the state, and uh, increasingly concerns about privacy. So there was an effort to uh, pass legislation that would prohibit Maine from participating in the Real ID program. Since that time, uh, we've obviously had a number of encounters with the discussions with the federal government about whether we would get a waiver or not or an extension of the deadlines, and we ultimately were forced to pass some legislation at the end of this past session um, to start heading down the road towards Real ID. Because I know you guys... Um, had asked for the extension from Homeland Security so you don't have to comply with it. And to, for, to, basically, they were offering extensions so you don't have to comply until the fall of 2009. Is that correct? Yes, except that Maine was given a number of conditions that no other state was given uh, in terms of steps we needed to take in order to get the deadline. We were one of the last states to get the waiver, um, and that has raised a lot of consternation as well. There are other states with very similar licenses to what Maine has, that we're able to get extensions without having to pass any new legislation or invest any additional dollars. But we did ultimately get the extension. What were some of the, the conditions? What were some of the, the issues um, that you, you mentioned? There, there were some. What were, what were some of those? There were a number of steps that, um, that the governor negotiated with uh, Homeland Security to, um, to deal with some added, to, to figure out some sort of added protection. Uh, anything from face scanning to, to other options in, in an effort to increase the security of the licenses um, and uh, maintaining photos uh, of everybody who applies for a license in addition to those who actually get the licenses and a number of requirements like that. So Maine passed the legislation more out of privacy concerns rather than the economic concerns about Real ID. Is that correct? Or? It's, a, it's a mix. I mean, I think it's a, it's a real mix. I mean, on the one hand, you know, budgets have been very tight. And the thought of having to invest millions and millions of dollars to comply with a, a federally mandated program uh, was very troubling to folks in Maine. But equally important, I think, is the, the real privacy concern. We've seen increasing numbers of databases get hacked into, both government databases uh, throughout the country as well as uh, private databases. And so there's real concern about the direction we're going and whether we have adequate protections to make sure that that information isn't going to be abused. There was a story that came out I think it was last week about uh, you guys actually receiving a, some money mm-hmm. from Homeland Security for kind of shoring up security. Real, it was part of grants that were sent out for Real ID, and this kind of caused a little bit of, well, at least the news article that I read seemed to cause some question about whether or not you guys were complying with the act or not. The, the million-dollar grant that 
that yeah. the state was awarded. Um, yeah. Can you explain that, like, what's going on with that? I, mean, I don't know all the details, but my you know, understanding is they've given us, we did uh, get some money to help. As I said, we had to pass some legislation in order to get the extension. Um, that was going to be pretty costly to the state. And my understanding is that this money can be used to help further those objectives. Uh, it's not, I think, uh, goes doesn't go towards a full compliance with the real ID, but it does go towards taking some of the steps that Homeland Security has required that we take in an effort to increase security. And I think, you know, some of the, the difficulty that's gone on around this uh, has really been around the fact that many states like Maine feel like we're having these new requirements imposed on us about the licenses as if that's sort of the big problem in terms of immigration or in terms of you know, real risk. When you look at the 9-11 hijackers, most of them had passports, federal passports. So our for a lot of us, we think that the federal government should be starting with shoring up the passport process, um, if that's what their concern is, because uh, states like Maine typically rely on passports, and no matter what we do, it's not going to stop uh, folks who have valid U.S. passports uh, from getting licenses. Well, part of Real ID came out of the 9-11 Commission recommendations, because I, I can't remember if the, if the passport thing, uh, if, if the, some of the hijackers had passports, but I know for a fact that they did have multiple driver's license from some of the same states, and that's one of the reasons the, the real ID, that's what real ID kind of came out of. But they also had passports. I mean, they got the licenses with the passports. Mm. So there's no way you would stop them from getting those licenses with real ID. Um, because if you, if you can get a U.S. passport as an illegal immigrant, then it doesn't matter. And once you have that passport, the states are going to have to honor that. So I just I think a lot of us think we've got the cart before the horse. You've got to start by shoring up your federal ID requirements. And then once that's done, you're in a much better position to really assess what has to be done at the state level. Okay. Do you think if Real ID was a completely federally funded program that your constituents would have as much of a problem with it? Or do you think they would still have issues with the privacy concerns around Real ID? No, I think the privacy issues are still very real. I think there, like I said, there are sort of two strands of opposition. I think some would certainly be satisfied with the federal funding. Um, but others, I think it's, the privacy concerns are very real. I mean, we're seeing it. We're having debates uh, in our state over putting medical records online and just how accessible they should be and the risk you run into when you start putting that kind of personal information um, into a central database. You know, we've seen, you know, we had recently had a number of instances where either banks or stores had their you know, credit card information stolen and people ended up being charged a lot of money. So we're real concerned about the potential for abuse if anyone should hack into a national database. I was just wondering if you could kind of take me through the driver's license process. I don't know if you can, but explain to me kind of what the driver's license process is in Maine right now. Like what kind of, if you can't, uh, Explain this process, that's fine, but I, yeah, I don't know the details. I mean, I know you've got to, it's been a long time since I've been through it. Um, but, I mean, I know you have to send it, provide some um, evidence of residency um, in order to get the license. So you've got to at least be able to demonstrate that you're living here in the state. Concerns have been expressed over the breeder document requires in some states, including Maine. Do you think that the breeder documents are secure enough to prevent non-citizens to get a license? Um, do you think, you know... One of the parts of Real ID is this information hub that you're going to be able to punch in some information off of a birth certificate or another type of reader document and be able to conf at least get like red light, green light sort of thing. Is that something that 
Maine is thinking about doing is that, you know, is how does that um, fit into what you guys are going to be doing down the road? Is that... Yeah, we'll have to see. I mean, I think we're a long way from that. I mean, if you look at, you know, states like Maine, and I think a lot of states in the country in terms of the way birth certificates and so forth are processed, it can be difficult, um, particularly from rural areas, you know, are you going to have the information readily available online? How do you go about getting all that information? Um, readily accessible. So, I mean, there are a lot of, I think, hurdles that would need to be jumped over to get there. Um, you know, I don't, I ultimately don't think that the license issue is, is going to solve immigration issues. Uh, I think there are much larger issues around illegal immigration. And I think there are all sorts of ways to get um, documents, real or fraudulent, that would enable you to get a license. I think it's, it could be, I think it's, a, it's sort of a bizarre way to go after the immigration problem. And I think, you know, it's just, I think it's a very blunt instrument and probably is not going to accomplish those objectives. Ultimately, what do you think this is going to mean for Maine citizens? Do you think that, you know, people with the Maine driver's license are not going to be able to get on an airplane after the deadline? Or, you know, do you think it's going to end up being kind of a, a staring contest between, you know, between the states and the federal government and, you know, who's going to blink first? Or do you, do you think there's eventually going to be enough of a deadline is going to be extended enough to where everybody's going to be able to comply? I think if enough states remain steadfast in opposition, um, there's a good chance of getting this change. Um, I think you run into some real constitutional problems uh, if you are blocking people from getting on airplanes uh, with the valid state documents. So, you know, that would be a fascinating issue if you get to it. Uh, my my hope is that if enough states sort of remain firm in their resolve to to find alternatives to this, uh, that we can work with our, our federal government to try to do something a little more reasonable. Um, but I, you know, I think it's untenable you know, right now in terms of the extension process. There are states, uh, Hawaii got an extension without a problem, Montana got extensions without a problem, Maine has very similar licenses to those. Uh, we had to jump through a number of hoops to get an extension. and. Yeah, I think certainly to the extent that different obligations are applying to different states, um, I think you run into real uh, constitutional problems uh, given the, the right to travel of U.S. citizens. Why did Maine have to jump through so many hoops? Was it just because you guys passed the law saying you weren't going to comply, or what was, what was the reason you guys had to jump through so many hoops in order to... It's a great mystery. I think a lot of us have different theories as to why that's the case. Uh, if you look at Montana's uh, Republican governor was one of the most vehement opponents of Real ID. He said a lot of things publicly against the process and, uh, and was granted a waiver uh, without even really requesting it. Um, Maine didn't. And there are you know, any number of theories uh, circulating as to, to why that is, but I do think it's untenable that, that Maine was given more stringent uh, requirements to get a waiver than other states. Um, if you had to peer into your crystal ball, what do you think is going to happen with Maine and the driver's license? Where do you, what do you see happening? What do you see going forward? My guess is there'll be, um, there'll be some hybrid. I think, you know, say Maine, every state certainly wants to make sure that it's issuing as secure documents as possible. And we'll be taking a number of steps to help make sure that we have a good, um, driver's license process in place. Um, I, you know, like I said, I envision that there will be some compromise between the states and the federal government to try to really 
figure out how to get at the core issues without too much infringing on states' rights. And I think that's going to be an ongoing dialogue. I think we'll certainly um, see what happens after the election and, and sort of what Congress looks like, what the presidency looks like, and see sort of what the – take the temperature and see whether there can be some renewed negotiations. I think everybody certainly wants to do what we can to prevent future terrorist attacks, but a lot of states feel like this is, you know, like they're putting a cart before the horse. You're, you're forcing states to do things that the federal government is not doing with the issuance of its own IDs. Great. Well, um, we have been chatting with uh, Maine State Senator Phil Bartlett. Uh, this is Zach Martin, editor of Regarding ID Magazine. Uh, thanks for listening in, and uh, stay tuned for more news about Real ID. Thank you.